Welcome back to the Game People podcast. Each week, we get a collection of writers from the site and look at a particular video game. This week, we're going to look at Heavy Rain. Come and join the gang of reviewing artisans. See it from every angle. This week, I'm joined by John Seddon, Alex Beach, and Sinan Kubba as we discuss what this game meant for us. Hi, I'm John Seddon. I write Dress Up Gamer. I'm interested in the role we play within games, which is particularly pertinent with this game. Yeah, uh, I'm Sinan Kibba. I write the returning gamer column. I had a huge passion for video games when I was a child, and then when I went to university, I stopped playing them for a little bit, and uh, now coming back into games, I kind of used that break to frame my experiences. And I'm the Scare Gamer. Because of the passion about Scare games, I write about them, and also other games in which I find scary or fearsome aspects. And that leaves me, I'm Paul Govan, and I look after the Family Gamer section on the website. So before we get embroiled deep in Heavy Rain, let's take a moment just to describe what sort of video game this is, if you've not played it yourself. Heavy Rain is billed as an interactive fiction by its designer David Cage, who over in uh, Quantic Dream, a French company. Uh, it takes a heavy emphasis on story and branching elements within that to create a narrative which also uses some very interesting use of controls and quick time events that are rather unique and not what you're used to seeing in a game to try and draw the audience close to the characters and more into the game world. So, And it looks beautiful. Sorry, I should mention that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's a big aspect of this game is, is that it is close to being movie-like in terms of how it looks. As a player, you're essentially just making a series of choices um, and sort of in some ways controlling how a story unfolds, um, perhaps the order in which it unfolds and also the sort of ending that you're going to get. Um, so it's a little bit like um, point and click adventures if you've played those sorts of games um, where you're in an environment and there's things to trigger the experience. And you can like fail that. through inadequacies in your own abilities as opposed to... Yeah, so rather than just clicking, you actually have to pull off a particular move and so the game tests the player um, in, with increasingly difficult combinations of buttons. If you've got a particularly hard thing to try and achieve in the game, then the combinations of buttons you've got to press um, will also be more difficult. You can lose key characters quite early on in the game and it doesn't make you restart it just carries on. Another unusual thing about Heavy Rain is that it addresses relatively grown-up issues around um, loss of loved ones, estrangement from parents, kidnapping and murder in ways that aren't just graphically running up to thousands of people in a world and shooting them. Yeah. I mean deaths are impactful because they are few and far between within the game. So all these things combine to create a game that promises um, to be quite cinematic. Whether it does that, we're going to spend the next 20 minutes discussing. But before we do that, let's take a little musical break.
there you go, that's our introduction to Heavy Rain, but we're going to dig into the game a little bit more. And let's start by looking at the story. I got on board it really quickly. You start off in, uh, I think his name is Ethan, Ethan's house, and uh, he's just waking up, he's about to have a shower, and what you basically do for that first opening scene is, is go around the house kind of just doing very small things, uh, brushing your teeth, having a shave. It, for me, it, it grounded kind of where you were with this guy he's just a family guy his his kids are about to to come back from uh being picked up from school i think and uh he's obviously well to do he's an architect you can find out if you go into one room it seemed like a very natural way of learning about who the character was and i just you don't normally actually get much of that in games you don't get such a kind of natural not in your face i guess is the way uh, of a way of saying it, of uh, learning about character and yeah I, I really liked it well i i thought it's quite i look quite it's quite cute the way it um introduced all the controls but i just found it really boring it was obvious it wanted to do things in a certain order and to go and help like lay the table and stuff and i just wanted to not do it so i spent most of my time trying to avoid what it was going to get me to do and i think that was because i wanted to get on with the game and going outside and playing with your kids just seemed really forced for me I could never get away from the feeling that I was playing the tutorial and that was probably one of the only times during the game that I felt like it was treating me as if I was playing a game as you say I just want, I just wanted to get it over with I just wanted to move on was there a, any kind of sort of big bang start or was that literally the beginning of the game that was literally the beginning of the game and and the Big Bang start is what happens in the next scene. For me, that was kind of the point that it prefaced this Big Bang thing that happens in the next scene. You know, it's a, a huge shock is that you've got to have this kind of mundane, uh, slow opening. You've got to set the scene. It's not a good drama works by setting the scene initially. Yeah, and that's I think my, that's I think that's my point. That um, it felt like a good drama. It felt like, oh yeah, here's the bit where they set the scene and in a minute, you know, we're going to move on and it's going to start. And I was just a bit like, oh, I'm not sure I really want to go through this. Um, <laughs> I was just—I guess I was just sort of kicking of, against the genre. I like the way it built the characters. I mean, I—I kind of like that thing in games. There's a lot of games that I am drawn to that do build things like that. But I think in Heavy Rain, it really kind of drew out the kind of schizophrenia between me and the character at a very early point. I wanted to do everything, but there wasn't the opportunity or the time, and I was never quite sure how to do the things that I was able to do. Yeah, like, because there's a moment, isn't there? Well, for me, there was a moment where you sort of realise, oh, this is really starting to branch now. And you're aware mm-hmm. that your decisions are starting to chop away bits of the story. Is that what there, was, there, was, there was a really misleading thing, actually, in that opening. When you actually go play with your kids, uh, you get into a mock sword fight with one of your sons. Yeah. And I don't know what you guys did, but I deliberately lost so that he would win. Um, I thought that was because that's what I would naturally do with, with a kid. I would, And I thought that was kind of going to be how this game would work you could, it wasn't about winning or losing it'd be about making choices this is the whole thing David Cage the creator described it as an interactive drama and not a game mm. and so I thought it wasn't going to be about trying to win about trying to get to a good end goal it would be about taking part in a, in a drama for whatever whether it ends up in a, in a good situation or a, or a bad conclusion yeah I mean that's maybe like one of the sort of first sort of decision points that you make but that wasn't against what the game was trying to do at all because you could feel that there were win states and lose states but throughout the game regardless of what you did it just carried on you can lose this character or you can make this decision and the game's just going to carry on can't really see that point I know exactly what you mean actually with that opening scene took away from the binariness that I think ran through a lot of the rest of the game 
perhaps it was because it was such a kind of natural morning scene. Later on in the game, it was always such a big thing that it came down more to failing in executing an action than it did your own choice. So as we as it moved on, um, although I found the, the beginning a little bit arbitrary, as soon as I realised that my decisions were having an impact on what was going, how the game was proceeding, it became much more exciting, and I suddenly I became more involved in the story, and the the people I was around became sort of more precious, both the ones I was controlling and the and the the, the sort of non-player characters that you're interacting with. At what point did you, Paul, realise that that decision was, you know, it was irretrievable? Because I think I played it for a bit before I realised that it was, it was it was saving what I'd done. Yeah. And there was no chance to go back to a save game. Yeah. And that became probably one of the real sort of key things I took from the game. And it, you know, it suddenly added that that level of you know this matters suddenly everything almost became a cliffhanger decision it got very tense as soon as i realized that yeah and it took me it did take me a while to to get there i think not until all the characters had been introduced until you had a, had a sort of a, a a turn playing each of them it wasn't until a while after that which was probably a couple of hours maybe into the game that I would, I think I just noticed something. I was like, oh, if I wonder what happens if I do this, and I would do it. Um, I'll tell you what it was. You go to interrogate somebody as Jaden. You take along his sort of more brash, bad cop partner. And so I was playing it as if Jaden was the good cop. But I was still getting to grips with the controls, and it flashed up something like R1. And I was like, I wonder what that will do. Pressed R1, and it shot him. <laughs> it was by the gun. I could have potentially guessed it. But I was, at that point, I was like, Ah, I've shot him, and there's nothing I could do to undo that. Did exactly the same thing, yeah, and I played played through the whole game with my wife, and it almost caused an argument. Yeah. Because she was like, "Why did you do that?" <laughs> and I was like, "It was a mistake." And she's going, yeah. "We just killed him." <laughs> yeah. like, well, that, I didn't do it on purpose. That's yeah. actually a really clever scene if you let it play out, because I realised what the R1 trigger was going to do. Yeah. And I sat there, and I it keeps going and they keep prompting you to either talk him down and then after each talk down it goes into another round of are you going to shoot him because he's getting more and more agitated and the bad cop's in trouble eventually I, I just lost my nerve I, I didn't want the bad the, even though he was a bad cop I didn't want him to get taken down while I was Jaden so I was just like okay this is it and I capped him Yeah. And I was like okay and then up pops at the end of the round up pops the achievement saying oh you're a bad man now I'm like no no I wanted to be good but it was you. You made me do it, game. Which I guess is one of the successes, I suppose, in one of the scenes that I really felt like what they were aiming for in pushing you to make a choice hmm. really worked because it was such a simple button press. Hmm. And I think at other times, decisions came at the expense of some more complicated actions that I couldn't always execute so clearly. But Yeah, a real sort of point where it breaks when actually, you know, you've just failed because you didn't sort of turn the right analogue stick you know, in a clockwise direction at the right time, and you just think like, I want to take that bit back because did I not do it properly, or did you just not recognise it properly? Just didn't feel like fair. Yeah, you want to mulligan it, like you. I, when I'm playing Tiger Woods with the Wii with friends, um, sometimes the controls just don't work, so we always have mulligans on, so you can just press the button and we take your shot. And it felt oh. like in heavy rain, you needed something which was like, actually, no, it was the interface. Um, this didn't work that time. It wasn't my decision. Yeah, it's almost like sort of have a referee come over and you, you like, you know, you, you watch the replay. And yeah. you go, 
<laughs> Actually, the ball did cross the line. Yeah. How about you, Sinan? Did you? How did you play that section? You know, I I knew what I was doing, and I shot him, <laughs> which is that, that, you know that's the kind of guy I am. Yeah. Uh, no, why I did, thought... did you? At what point did you choose? Was it the tension of the game, or is it just off the bat? Like I've got a choice to kill somebody. I'm going to do it. No, no, no. I, I, I was okay. trying to. At this point, I was still on board with the game and going. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play this as if I'm, I'm trying to be the character. And I thought what Jaden would do in that situation is, if he saw someone pull out, some looked like he's gonna pull out a gun, he would shoot the guy. So that's why I did it. And turns out he didn't have a gun, and I felt like an idiot. <laughs> he didn't have a gun. No, not in my, not in my playthrough. And this is the interesting thing. This is I've talked to a few people, and they said, oh, he did have a gun. Well, he did in mine. No, he had like so. a some kind of note. Banana. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the rubber chicken. A little note that said, "You idiot." That's interesting. Does that, that that means the game was actually fixing it to make you feel even worse? Yeah. Because I, I I thought I knew I thought I'd seen most of my way through the smoke and mirrors that it pulled. Because I mean I went through the last like four or five scenes of the game a couple of times and. And that's really interesting because not only are you aware of the big things that you are making choices on, but it actually makes every tiny little decision you make significant as well. Because you're, you're aware that, oh, if I don't go and look in that drawer, if I don't go and visit this woman in this house or whatever, you're shaping the story. I thought it was just great. Just great. It's a real success. So for me, as, as, I, ca- as I played through it, um, that, the whole way it, it had placed weight on each of my decisions meant that the story just worked. Um, and that when I was in a situation that was particularly tricky, uh, particularly involving the father and son relationship, uh, it was almost excruciating. I almost felt like I didn't want to play it. Um, and I've never felt that for a video game before. Then that's something I definitely took away at the end of it was like, oh my gosh, this was a really proper grown up emotional experience for me. I, I can sort of totally sort of agree with you in terms of, I don't know, that, that feeling of not wanting to play it. and. It's it's hard to sort of understand why because there's no real consequences to what you're doing. But well, I, no, but you I control who, what your endings will be. You can you're going to control who you have at the end of the game. I know. I just mean like once you've switched it off, that's it. You go back to your real life. So <laughs> right, why yeah. why does it fill you with that kind of? You know, I played it probably over about three or four evenings, and I just remember I'd got to a point where I think it was Ethan. He had to essentially harm himself to save his son because he had to do a number of sort of what would you do to save your son type of things didn't he yeah um, and, and I and I kind of knew this thing was coming I didn't know what it was but I knew that I would be getting into a situation sort of in the next play where it was going to get really uncomfortable and I can't really understand why why that is you know what I mean but you're, what you're saying is it, it actually made you feel uncomfortable in real life you felt yeah. uneasy about it not just within yeah. the game and that, that's what you know a good movie or a good um, book will do, isn't it? It will, it transcends just that its own world and actually sort of connects with you, which can be incredibly unsettling um, or you know particularly edifying. Um. What stands out as a little contradictory is well, from what you were saying before was that you can choose who's there at the end of the game, and I think generally if you lost one of the main characters, it was through a fault in execution of an action as opposed to you choosing them to die. I always felt like when I lost somebody it was a flaw in my actions. So you were trying uh, to save them. My controls. So you were trying to save them and just didn't manage to do it. Yeah. Um, like yeah. there's a fight in the scrapyard, isn't there? If you lose the fight yeah. then um Jaden gets killed. Um but you could you could just decide to lose the fight. For instance, 
you know you could decide that actually maybe he was involved in what was going on um but, but and like why the, would you exactly well you'd have to have a reason to do that wouldn't you but that's for me that's an interesting angle on the game is you you can just take a stand and say actually in this story i don't like how he's behaving and what he's doing he doesn't deserve to carry on i'm going to let him die but then you're acting as you're not playing that character then yeah but why should you that's exactly what you're saying you're at, you're acting almost like an author of of the thing rather than going along with some um like previous intent of what the game's trying to get you towards but that's what's really exciting um, okay, I'm, I'm going to come in because this is <laughs> this is exactly where the game falls apart for me. Um, the whole thing that brings the game together is that you're searching for this this lost child uh, who is being held captive by this nasty killer, and that unfortunately I don't know how in any in any way you would want to work against that. So, if we kind of assume that unless you're particularly malevolent and malicious, you're working towards getting this this child out. Uh, it's difficult to kind of deviate out of that and, and start treating it like a drama because you're kind of working against yourself at that point. And this is this is where the game falls apart for me because it's there is this obvious goal state and there's no real encouragement beyond screwing around to work against it, beyond experimenting. If you care about the characters, if you care about Jaden, about Ethan, about Scott, about uh, uh, the, the female character, why would you work against them? If the game was to be better at that, how would that how would that affect your experience of playing it? it it's a brilliant idea. I think. Uh, don't get me wrong. I think there is value in a, in a, in what Cage was trying an interactive drama. I just think he didn't execute it very well. Like I said, the biggest problem is that you have got this obvious goal state of saving the child, and say you do kill off Jaden, uh, well then you're reducing your chances of of getting the child. It's very black and white. And a real drama, ha the characters have their motivation. There's no way Jaden wants to die. He might fail through inability, but I always felt like Jaden was incompetent because I was incompetent with the controls, not because he was a bad cop, which kind of created this strange, jarring difference between my, what I was creating for the character and how I felt or how the game portrayed him. Was there scope to sort of see where the, where the story was heading? And identify potentially characters you can you're controlling who are involved in what's unfolding. Is that just impossible no. that you couldn't sort of see the ending coming up and think actually this guy's implicit in what's going on? He's not going to survive. I, I I'm going to leave him. I, I don't I think did. we should tiptoe around this. <laughs> this was the biggest sticking point of the game for me because I became incredibly invested in Scott Shelby as a character yeah. <laughs> and the way they completely flipped what he was in the game for me annoyed me no end because I was fighting him as this kind of white knight avenging angel mm. and they turned him into the villain <laughs> and it infuriated me because I, maybe I wasn't looking for it maybe if it had been a movie and I hadn't been feeling like I was making choices for him or at least it wouldn't have been as easy to trick me, but because I was sucked into that role, that it would be difficult to make the connection that I really felt cheated by, and it irritated me throughout the final scenes of the game, the conclusion, and I really lost interest at that point. It made me go back and think to one scene where he's in a car, um, and he needs to get out, and so obviously you've got to do some actions to get him out of that car, and essentially you save him. I don't know how what the other consequences would be, but I, it felt like knowing what he turned out to be um, I could have let him left him to drown, and I wonder then if if I did that, whether I would ever have found out, you know, who he was in reality. I don't yeah. think you can. I think he's got to be there at the end. Yeah, really. 
Yeah. Yeah, because And I think that's why for me, that's why I realized he was the killer because he's the only one I couldn't get rid of if I wanted to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cuz in that scene when I played it, is it a prostitute? Um saw earlier in the game. Yeah. And she was in the car with him. Yeah. And I wasn't able to save her. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. But that even makes uh, better sense cuz he he wouldn't want her around. Yeah. He w- she was one of his ex-victims' mothers. It would make yeah. It makes no sense for him to have any investment in keeping her around, but the whole time he's talking like he is invested in her. When you're, because you can see the inner narratives of the characters at the press of the button, they they talk about what's going on, mm. and he, even then, I mean, this is inside his head supposedly, and he's saying things that do not give away anything of who or what he is. When you said Paul that uh, you know a good story, a good book, a good film transcends, makes you transcend the experience and get involved. If, if you take the interaction away from this, uh, from Heavy Rain, and present it as a story, it is a terrible, terrible story, <laughs> full of plot holes. It's hard to argue against that on a story level. It is sort of juvenile, really. Um, but I'm, I'm, because I'm willing to forgive that because of the space it creates for this sort of game. Um, I know other other titles have done similar stuff, but this was the first time I felt like, oh, if somebody um, like David Simons of The Wire got hold of this and actually did something genuine and substantial with it, this could be an incredibly meaningful experience um, that would have implications culturally, which is just a ridiculous thing to say for a video game. I would not excuse its story, but what I will give it is that it at least handled very mature subject matter. A child killer, a father who's lost his son. Hmm. And it did it with certainly more respect than you are used to seeing in a game. So. Hmm. The advances it made there, certainly other aspects for juvenile, but I think just the actual subject matter and the fact that such a high-profile game was able to be released and be profitable yeah. with that is a very good mark for the industry and gamers. Yeah, and I like the way, well, I don't, I'm not sure I like it, but it's interesting the way that it completely pulled the rug from other games that were coming up that had a similar sort of slant, but just hadn't followed through in the same way in terms of being grown up. So for me, one of those is Alan Wake, that you've got a similar sort of feel to the game. Obviously, it's much more action-oriented. It seems that Heavy Rain's really impacted on its popularity. Um, it hasn't sold that well. I do agree with you to, to some extent. I, I do have a bit of forgiveness for the game because of what it's trying to do. Um, but I, at the same time, I, I'm like, like Alex, I can't, <laughs> I can't really forgive this story because unfortunately, that's, that's what the game is very much about. To put my kind of returning gamer hat on, there, like you said, there really hasn't been, hadn't been a game 